was the one blaming him with that. that. Austin Matthews, very good two-way forward. Nobody's saying Carson wants us to go. Oh, your team sucks, Barker. Pick one. And before Miami fan over here starts talking. Blasphemous. And I'll tell you why. What does that tell you? He's terrible. I'm not out here saying Tom Brady's bad. Yeah, you are. Listen, Gary. <laughs> I'm saying pick it. What's going on, everyone? Thank you for tuning into the Daft Picks podcast. Today, I'm joined, as always, by our producer, Parker. Hello. And we'll be going through what's happening in the world of hockey today, as we often do. First, we're going to start on what happened in the uh, play-in series. And boy, do I have some thoughts. So, Parker, what series would you like to start with for the play-ins? For the most part, with the play-ins, I got most of my predictions right. What's that like? Well, like I said, most of them. Right. I, I was dead on with the Canadian series but I was also completely wrong about the Rangers series. So it's sort of a tale of two halves kind of thing. I don't know. I feel like most of my predictions were really far off, and they were. Let's start with the Pittsburgh-Montreal series, because that one shocked a lot of people, apparently. Oh, you bastard. All right. We'll start with Pittsburgh. Um, So I've got some thoughts. Would you like to go first on this, or? Okay, yeah. I'll go first. I feel like I'm the only person who genuinely thought the Canadians could beat Pittsburgh. And the reason why I felt this was because we all know how Carrier Price plays, or like the absolute highs that he could play. And in the playing round, it's only a five game series instead of a seven. If Carrier Price steals a game or two, you just have to win one game without him. Or one or two games without him, which is doable. And they didn't even need to do that because Carey Price played lights out. Yeah, even the games he didn't play well, he he played well. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. No, you called it before the series started. You thought Price was going to be a big factor. I remember saying, too, that I thought Montreal could beat Pittsburgh. I didn't think it was likely, but I said, you know, same thing that you said was that if Price played well, then, you know, they're going to struggle. And sure enough... What did that? What happened? Price played absolutely insane, which I like. Carey Price, I have no problem with that, and he beat them. He was the better goalie. Now, if I may uh, rant, did you have anything else you wanted to add before I do this? I mean, I don't okay. think it was a case of Pittsburgh playing bad. It was just a case of goalie too good. And we're we've, seen, we've seen many series like that before. We're gonna disagree then. Pittsburgh didn't play horrible. However, even at 25%, they should have beaten the Canadians. The problem is that they're just not good enough. They don't have the depth that they think they do. I saw them rolling out lines that didn't make sense. Crosby and Malkin didn't touch 20 minutes in the last game there, and they didn't play in the final five, really. How do you justify that? And I'm not going to say, oh, fire Mike Sullivan. I don't blame Sullivan. He got outcoached in the series. That much is fair. However, he was up there for Jack Adams during the regular season. I think he just had a tough playoffs. That happens to coaches, too. Glad the entire rest of the coaching staff is gone. A little surprised about Gonchar, but I mean, hey, happens. And if I'm being honest, the Penguins don't really need to do any wholesale changes from an unbiased perspective that I'm going to try to have. Realistically, you don't need to tear it down. What you need to do is supplement them with young talent. I just saw less than an hour ago they announced they're keeping their draft pick this season. So they'll be able to do that. That's where I'm at with that. I, I don't really have much more to say. I'm disappointed. I think more than anything, I think they just need a they needed a big shakeup in a little way. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. 
maybe not a rant then. So uh, I will say though, for what it's worth, before we move on, uh, it's Tristan Jerry's job to lose, and I've been very against him taking over the crease. Uh, I don't really personally like Tristan Jerry, but listen, he's a better goalie. Matt Murray is broken right now. I don't think he's a bad goalie. I don't think this is who he is, but I, it's clear that he's also not what we saw in 16-17. He might just be a, you know, a high-end backup or a very low-end starter. He's playing like Andre Pavlik right now, and that's not a good system to be in. Yeah, I think right now it might do him some good to stay away from the starting job for the time being, just so that he could, I guess, get back up the game speed, because it seems like he's just been in a funk for a while. And not just with injuries, it might just be in his head too. So it might do him some good to just sort of just not have the pressures of being the starter for now. Well, yeah, and again, I don't want to make you focus too long on this series, but I saw today in The Athletic, for a while they had been touting Matt Murray as this really mentally strong goalie. That was the thought inside their organization. And of late, that's kind of dissipated. They don't see him as this really mentally tough goalie. He's just sort of, he's not very strong when it comes to chasing adversity. And I wonder if he didn't get in over his head winning that much that early. Regardless, he's got, you know, a lot going on in his, in his personal life. You know, as I have having a kid and stuff, hopefully wherever he ends up, he ends up on his feet. You know what I mean? You know, I, I like Matt Murray. I met him. He's a great guy. Uh, he was, he's a good goalie. I just hope he can get it back. So the next series we want to move on to uh, is who? Let's go to the quickest series, Rangers and Hurricanes. No, we're fucking saving this series. Move okay. to the next one. I got it. I got some bonds. Okay, here's the other series that I called that no one else seemed to think would ever happen, but Blackhawks and Oilers. Yeah, that's upsetting. Um, yeah, m- I did Mr. not. Mr. Oilers are going to win the Stanley Cup. I, my two picks out in the first round. Love that. Uh, yeah, I mean, plain and simple. I don't know that many people saw the Blackhawks upsetting here. They don't have a team. Their team, they suck. <laughs> right, but, but here's what I was saying about the Blackhawks, and here's what... The Blackhawks have the ultimate X factor that's not goalie, and that's Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane playoff mode. That's all they needed. Yeah. That's all they needed. Well, no, that's false. The, the ultimate X factor was Dominic Kabalik, apparently, with five points in his first playoff game. I'm like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and listen, I'll just say it. Jeremy Golden's a trash coach. I don't think he's a good coach at all. I think he's, a, he's he was brought in there to be a fill-in. If we're being honest with ourselves, yep. you know, maybe he's got some, I mean, hey, listen, bad coaches can get the most out of good players sometimes. That happens a lot. I, I, mean, I just don't see them going far. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't see them going very far. But hey, kudos to you for predicting what I think 1% of hockey fans predicted, which is that the Blackhawks would win. Did they sweep? No, it was uh, four games. Oh, that's right, because Connor McDavid had like 11 points in four games. Connor McDavid did everything he could. He, he really it's, did. It's hard when it's just one player. <laughs> yeah, and that's another team. I don't think the Oilers need to do anything major. They really just, hey, listen, they lost Mike Green, their big headline acquisition, because he used his given right to opt out, and that's fine. They lost him, essentially, for the season there. They were down defensively. They weren't full, you know, full health. And, you know, this is literally their first run with that group. That happens. You know, they made it a good run. Now we'll see what they can do next year. What about your, what next series we got here? Actually, can I uh, put one uh, on the spot here, if I may? Sure. Was it the Islanders and Panthers? Yeah. All right. Let me just go on record here. The Panthers are terrible. They are not a hockey team. It confuses me. Like, they confuse me. They should be a lot better than they are right now. Because if you look at that roster, it's actually a pretty damn good roster. 
Yeah, I mean, they have Ekblad, who I think is a very sneaky good defenseman. I, you know, he was a really high pick, and I don't know if he was destined for offense, but he might be one of the best shutdown defensemen in the league very quietly, and he puts up 40, 50 points a season. He's, he's really good. Mm-hmm. And then you have Barkov, who might be the best two-way now. Although, Patrice Bergeron might have something to say about that. They have Huberdo and... Uh... Huberdo. But uh, this is a team you can't forget traded away arguably one of their best players in Vinny Trocek in the off- in the, you know, in the, before the whole pandemic hit. They traded him at the deadline. And, I mean, Bobrovsky has been brutal since he came to Florida. He hasn't been good. I think it was Chris Dridger, whatever his name was, was basically starting in, in goal for them for a while, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he actually so. played pretty well. And, I mean, honestly, the Islanders, yeah, they're not a super deep team, but there's just something about Barry Trotz. He just knows how to play. He just knows how to coach. Right, but the Panthers have Joel Quenville. Joel Quenville can only do so much, okay? <laughs> you know how I said bad coaches get stuff out of good players sometimes? Good coaches don't always get the best out of bad players. And when you look at the Florida Panthers, after their big three, who do they have? They don't have many good players. They're, the rest of that defensive core is really bad after Ekblad. The rest of that forward core is pretty bad after Huberto and Barkov. I mean, and Hoffman, but he's even he had, like, a bad playoffs. That's the problem, is you can only do so much with what you're given. And goaltending down there was not great. Yeah, Bobrovsky's been playing, like, really bad. And, like, I can see why Tyon got canned, because, like, he just hasn't been playing well at all. And he's making $10 million for seven years to play like that. Right, and that's what I'm saying, you know what I mean? What's the next series we got here? Jets Flames. That's Flames? Okay. It's tough for me to, to analyze this one right away. Because who ended up winning it? It was Calgary, right? Yeah, they won it pretty handily after they knocked out Shifley and Line. Yeah, well, I mean, there goes two of the Jets' best players. Again, not a team that needs to tear it down. I think they're good. You know, they have a great goalie. They have good offense. If they just get some defense in this draft, or if Vinny Hainola starts to play next year, they're going to be just fine. You know what I mean? Yeah, their forward depth is really good. Their decor, however, is really bad. What did you think about that series? I was impressed with how Winnipeg was able to hang tough despite having no blue line and two of their superstars out. So they, right. really, they really played about as well as they could have, I think. I mean, the Flames also have something to prove, too, this year, too, after getting bounced last year. So, I mean, they're playing with a big chip on their shoulder. Yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like with the Flames, they were kind of taken down all season two because of the whole... I mean, it feels like a while ago, but that whole Akeem Alou thing happened this season. Remember that? Mm-hmm. All right, so next series? Let's go with Coyotes Predators. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think Rick Taka basically said it right coming into this one. Well, actually, uh, so the Coyotes played really well in the play-in round. They didn't have playing so well right now, but they played really well in the play-in round. They, the Predators just don't look like a good team, if I'm being honest. I mean, they to give them credit, they did put up a lot of shots on net, but yeah, they don't look. Yeah, but how many? How many went in? <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like it doesn't matter how many shots you put up as long and as the thing, good shots. Right, and the thing that matters with the Predators is the fact that they're not getting any younger. Like I remember when they traded away Seth Jones, mm-hmm. and then they lost Show Over. <laughs> mm-hmm. They've made a lot of questionable decisions. And PK Subban. And PK Subban, yeah, they're not really doing very well at all with trades. I don't know if they know what they're doing down there. I couldn't even tell you who their coach is. Yeah, I don't know either. I think they fired him. Like, I think it's like a new guy down there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're just not a good team. They don't have very much up front in, or in the back or even in goal. 
Remember when UC Soros was supposed to be like tapped to be the new number one, and he's pretty bad now. I mean, hey, he might just be a late bloomer, like uh, like the Coyotes goalie right now. Oh, I can't remember his name. Upper. Yeah. I mean, maybe. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, who knows? The thing is, it's like the Coyotes. I see a lot of potential in them. I don't. I really don't believe in them going forward. I don't think they're going to be Cup favorites. I mean, hey, listen, anything could happen. But when I look at the Coyotes, I'm not like, oh no, the Coyotes. However, they're still in the playoffs and my team isn't, so what does that say? You know what I mean? The Coyotes, they had happened what they needed to have happened, and that's Taylor Hall and Phil Kessel to go on a tear, and that's exactly what they did. I mean, they have a lot of good pieces behind them, too. I also really like Rick Tockett as a coach. I think he's a really good coach, if I'm being honest. Yeah, that was a good play in series for sure. What else we got up there? Wild Canucks. Yeah, I'll be the first one to tell you, I didn't watch a single minute of the series. So why don't you give me your analysis of it, and I'll go with you. Yeah, I watched a little bit of it. The first game, the Wild looked pretty good, like, just defensive-wise, and then everything just sort of fell apart after that. I mean, the Canucks were just by far the better team. They had more depth. They had more talent. They had more just about everything, really. And the Wild just really looked outplayed. Outside of, like, Kevin Fiala, Kevin Fiala played great. Like, Kevin Fiala looked really good out there, and that was it. Yeah, I mean, I saw some things that said the Canucks had looked really good. I saw they scored a decent amount, too. They're a team that's, like, sneaky good. I don't know if I'm, like, if I'm a Western Conference team, I'm probably not afraid of them. But if they get if they get to the Cup, watch out, because that's a different style of hockey they play. They play a really sound two-way game, too. Yeah, the, the thing is with the Canucks is that they're young and dumb, but all their young players are pretty skilled and pretty hard to play against. So they're yeah. an interesting team. No, absolutely. Yeah, like I said, the Wild, on the other hand, I don't know what they are, so I can't even give you an analysis because they're kind of just there, you know? Right. What else we got on the docket here, uh, series-wise? Jackets Leafs. Okay, this is the one I wanted to talk about a lot, too. So, the Leafs are at a crossroads now. They are very much at a crossroads. Are they going to... I'm not saying they should tear it all down. That's not how this works, but... They might have to legitimately look at moving one of their big stars. And obviously it's not going to be Matthews. But will it be Nylander? Will it be Marner? Will it be Tavares? I've heard a lot of things about him. I think you have to seriously consider it. I mean, if you're the Leafs, what do you think? I think Nylander's the odd man out. Ever since he got really? that, ever since Yes, ever since he got that contract, he hasn't played as good as before. And he like he's nowhere near as productive as, like say, Marner or... Matthews so I would say him or John Tavares because John Tavares is starting to get on the wrong side of 30 well and here's the thing in Leafland okay so you keep Matthews that's a given he's your literally your best player and he's your one marketable superstar if you trade him you sell the franchise the problem for them is it's not that Nylander's bad he's played well he's actually been really really good and there's an argument to be made that he was the best player for the first three months of the season for them he was just that good. I don't think it's Nylander, because he's cheap. You can keep that contract, and yeah, that would be easier to move, but I think it's Marner. I think, I heard a really good quote, if I can give this to you, okay? Steve Dangle was talking about this on his show, and he basically said, when Marner signed that contract, when he put pen to paper, he guaranteed himself that the, the boy who always wanted to be a Leaf would not be a Leaf his whole career. By signing that contract, he guaranteed it. Because there's no way that if they don't win the cup every year, they can justify keeping him on the books for six, seven years at $11 million. He's just not worth it. Austin Matthews is worth that. 
Austin Matthews scores 45, 50 goals a season when he's hurt and still almost puts up 100 points. Mitch Marner requires people to help him play. He's a fantastic passer, don't get me wrong. But you don't get that kind of money to pass the puck. Anybody can pass the puck, and that's proven. That's why you have fourth liners. Yeah, he passes the puck really, really well, but you can find cheaper guys. It takes money to finish. He does not finish very often, and he's a terrible power play guy, too. That's the problem. And I love Mitch Marner. I think he's a great player. Yeah, the Leafs, uh, I forget what the exact number was. It was like they're paying like $40 million for yeah. like uh, four forwards. That comes at the cost of your defense. Like they're, Exactly. Their top defenseman's not even a defenseman. <laughs> Can you elaborate on that? Yeah. Oh, God, what's his name? Uh, Morgan Riley? Yeah, Morgan Riley is not a defenseman. Oh, that's a tough argument. He's really good defensively. Is like, he? Yeah, analytically and just eye test. Like, if you don't believe analytics, that's fine. But, like, he is, he's at very worst, a, like, a serviceable two-way. But analytically, he's actually decently good. Yeah, he's not, he, he does have his moments. But that's any defenseman. He, out of all the, the, like, I mean, he's a really good defender all around. Tyson Berry, on the other hand. <laughs> oh, yeah, Tyson Berry is literally, like, that was a disaster. If you're the Maple Leafs, trading for an offensive defenseman makes no sense because you need guys who could actually, you know, stay at the blue line like like Jake Muzzin, but Jake Muzzin's old. Well, here's what I want you to do, okay? Any of you at home, you can do this too. I want you to look out your window. I want you to look north. If you look just, squint your eyes just hard enough and you let your nose smell the air, you can smell and see the pile of money Heisenberry burned by playing terribly this season. He just lit it on fire. How do you get, how do you justify giving him more than $4 million? He is not worth it. He is atrocious defensively. He is literally the second worst defenseman on the team next to Cody Cece, who is barely an ECHL defenseman. I'm sorry. <laughs> he has no talent. I said it. Heisenberry does one thing. That's power play. You don't pay $6 million for a power play guy. Otherwise, Mike Green will be making $10 million for most of his career. You just don't pay him that. He can't defend his way out of a paper bag. And there's an argument to be made that Tyson Berry's not a top-four defenseman. He doesn't produce enough six-on-six. I don't know. And I think they have question marks in that. I mean, Anderson did not play very convincingly down the stretch. Yeah, he carried them for the first two months, but that doesn't matter. It's not what you do in the first 20 games, the last 20 games. It's the 70 games in between or whatever it is. You know what I mean? You have to be reliable. and. I think Jack Campbell should have started the series, and I know that would have been controversial, and I know they would never do it. But Jack Campbell played better than Frederick Anderson. Okay, I got I, don't know. I, I got to disagree with you there. I don't think Frederick Anderson's anywhere close to being any sort of any semblance of the problem. When I've watched him, he's played great. I mean, he's not the issue. And it's also kind of hard when you only have, like, two legitimate defensemen in front of you. Yeah, but guess what? You signed the contract. You knew what you are getting into. Their defense was worse when you signed that contract. You're the goalie. You got to stop pucks. He had, he, he had one or two goals in most of the games in that series where he should have had them back. There was, a, I mean, there was one goal I'm going to give him, and it's the one where I think it was Martin Brynchen basically just yard sailed. Like, okay, if I'm Frederick Anderson, yeah, I can't save that. I've been, I like Frederick Anderson, too. I think he's a better, I think he's a top 15 goalie, maybe even top 10. However, he didn't play incredibly well. He didn't play like he's getting a new contract next season, which is when he's up. He did not play like Frederick Anderson can play. And I'm sorry, this is the third straight postseason he's done this, where he hasn't been 
on another level. I, I don't know that every goalie can be Carey Price. However, you need to be able to turn it on if you're going to win a cup. When was the last time a team won a cup with a bad goalie? Blackhawks. And Corey Crawford wasn't bad. Played well uh, in the playoffs. He's not good. He, not anymore, but he was. I mean, when they won that cup, I mean, he was still well above average. <laughs> <laughs> of all the goalies that made each of the conference finals in 2015, Corey Crawford's the one that scared me the least. I was more terrified of that Ducks tandem of Frederick Anderson and John Gibson than I was of Freddie Anderson. I, I, mean, well, uh, I mean, Corey Crawford. Of Corey Crawford. Well, here's the thing, though. John Gibson and Frederick Anderson have one thing in common. Neither one of them have a cup. <laughs> so. Okay, I hate this argument where it's like, if a player doesn't have a cup, <laughs> then all of a sudden they're worse than a comparable player with a cup. Because... It's not about the individual players. It's if you have a team that's bounced enough I'm, to get to it. No, I'm going to argue it with the goalie. It matters. With the, there are not very many good goalies. So Carey Price isn't good because he doesn't have a cup. Okay. No, no, no. It's a different argument. If you don't have a cup, okay, that makes sense. There are a lot of goalies who are good who don't have a cup. That happens because of your team. However, there are not a lot of bad goalies who do have a cup. I mean, there are probably a handful. And that doesn't count for backups backups get a pass because you have to have some random dude behind your starter that happens however name me a starter who was bad or justifiably not good who has a cup i can think of goalies who played poorly in the end of their career like chris osgood and stuff and jonathan quick justifiably is bad but when he was playing in those series he was good that's all I'm saying is if they're good in the series, they'll be fine. And if they're not, they're good. I mean, listen, I think, doesn't Yaroslav Halak have a cup? <laughs> does he? I feel like he does. Maybe he doesn't because Montreal didn't win. Uh, maybe not because he played in pro- Anyways, we're off tangent. Back to the Blue Jackets and Leafs. The Blue Jackets played really well. And they played to their strengths. Yeah, they, this is also how, like, the Canadians play, too, is that they just clog up the neutral zone and just play really good defense that just frustrates the other team yeah. and that's what you have to do when you're not as talented as the other team you just piss them off make them play and... like garbage and then sucker punch them and that's exactly what the blue jackets did man pierre luke dubois might be a star and i remember criticizing that pick when it happened i was like i don't know about that <laughs> yeah i've always liked dubois but it's like i don't see him as being like a like an austin matthews kind of guy but i mean he's gonna be really good yeah, no, I mean, he strikes me, maybe as an Austin Matthews, but he really kind of plays like Eric Stahl. <laughs> I can see him being a similar type. Yeah, no, Jackets played well. Tortorella is a hell of a coach. I mean, I, I, I honestly, I like John Tortorella. I never used to, but he's come around a lot. Even socially, he's gotten better with some of his standpoints. And you know what? Honestly, he got a lot of flack, but he's a damn good coach. It's just taken him, like, eight years to adapt. Yeah. And now we have the Rangers, right? This is the last series? Yes. For the playing, correct? Okay. Yes. Alright. Get ready to market explicit again. Fuck the New York Rangers. Fuck them wholeheartedly. Do you know why? Oh, because of the weighted ball. And we'll get to that. So they lost, right? Who'd they play? The Rangers played the um, Hurricanes. Carolina Hurricanes? Yeah. Hurricanes, better yeah, they, team. They got smoked. Like, yeah. it was bad. Yeah. And that's because, uh, what's his name? Is it Quinn? David Quinn or whatever? He's not a good coach either. I mean, justifiably, he's not a good coach. He might not be bad. He's kind of like middle of the road. But yeah, like... He's no Vignal, that's for sure. No, they definitely need to get a good coach before they start competing. Man, 
Carolina looked good. <laughs> That's really all I got to say. That Carolina just looked good. They just looked like a team. I think they might win the cup. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, about think, you. I think the Hurricanes are definitely at least going to the East Conference final. Like, I mean, they're just a very well balanced team, like both sides of the ice. We have yep. playoff Pete Mrazek, which terrifies the living hell out of me. And they, forgive me if I'm wrong, they have Mr. Game 7 back, don't they? Isn't J-Dub there? Mm-hmm. Well, and I mean, listen, Sebastian Ajo is a different player. Svechnikov's a different kind of player. Svechnikov's broken out this year, and he's carried that into the playoffs. Like, they've, I know. Like they, they made the Rangers look silly. They did. And Dougie Hamilton, right, when he comes back, man. That's going to be tough. And that's a tough scene to be, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's going to be rough. So that's the end of the play-ins, correct? Yes. Okay. Let's hop over very quickly before we get to the big thing. Let's hop to the round one. So do you just want to give me the series and we'll kind of toss through them? Cause it's... Oh, oh, wait, wait, the round robber or like the first round? Whatever we're in now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we, we could probably skip the round robin. I mean, it's just like... Oh, know, they... the, yeah, the round robin... Listen, that was kind of gimmicky. They did it because they needed teams to stay fresh. It didn't really matter. I have a new playoff prediction, by the way. But we'll, I'll wait till we get to their series to good them, okay? okay. So why don't, you, why don't you serve me up a series here? All right, I'm just going to go from East Conference to West Conference from seeding. So first game that we have is Philly and Montreal. They played yesterday. Philly won 2-1. to one. Yeah, right, I mean, I'm you, not going to... How do you think the rest of the series is going to go? All right, well, I don't think... I'm, like, I'm not going to go through the games, but like I'm going to slay this. That's my Stanley Cup pick right there. I said the Hurricanes, I think they could win it. I think the Flyers are going to win the Cup, if I'm being 100% honest. They just scared the hell out of me. I don't want to play the Flyers. They have maybe, maybe the best goalie left in the playoffs, although Carey Price and Vasilevsky have something to say. Uh, I, put, I would not put Vasilevsky in that list. Oh, he's a different kind of level. I, I just wave. No, 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 no. You got to put Ben Bishop in there. You got to. Uh, I, I Carter Hart scares me. He is a mon- and I knew he was going to be a monster since I've been calling him for years. Carter Hart is an absolute animal. Uh, that team, Giroux has turned it up. Voracek has played really well. That defense has turned it on. And their, man, their second line's scary. Elaine Vignola is a great coach. He might not be Hall of Fame. He might not be on the level of guys like Quenville and Trotz and what have you. But he's a good coach, and he plays Flyers hockey. Man, yeah, I don't even know if they need to play that well in front of Carter Hart, and yet they are. Yeah, like, they play the exact style of hockey that, like, Montreal and Columbus play, but they have skilled players, so they're just that much better. Yeah, they're like a skilled grit kind of thing, if you will. And, again, nothing against Montreal, but they're... <laughs> It's a little ironic. I'm kind of happy that they beat Penguins because that means they didn't get a chance at Lafreniere, who we'll get to. And now they might get taken out in the second round all for nothing. So they lost out on the French Canadian superstar to get torched by Philly, potentially. That's all I'm saying. Someone's mad. Listen, Jack Johnson plays for my team. I have every right to be mad. <laughs> That's true. Next series we have is Tampa Bay and Columbus. Yeah, so, well, they basically played two games already. Yeah, that was the longest game I've ever watched in my life. Uh, for reference, it was five overtimes. The game started at like three o'clock. It ended at like nine thirty. Yeah, uh, fuck both teams for making that happen. I don't care who wins this stupid series. If I had to pick, I'm honestly gonna go with Columbus just because after a game like that, man, Tampa's got to be worn down. And you know, John Tortorella—he he was licking wait, chops for a game like you, that. Wait, 
I disagree with you. I think Columbus is going to be worn out because like three of their defensemen played like at least an hour. And they've also had like three overtime games against the Maple Leafs. Like that's going to have to start kicking in soon. We'll see, man. Whoever, I, I whoever won that game won the series, I think. Listen, you don't call me out on my bias. I won't call you out on yours, but I'll be honest with you. This is a close series. It can go either way. I just don't know if Tampa has the mental fortitude. I really think their playoff I, demons are going to catch them again. I think they do. They're a different team this year. They added grit at the deadline. Goudreau, Coleman, and uh, Big Rig, like they've just they've added a different element to the team. Yeah, that's the first round pick trade off. Barclay Goudreau, don't forget. <laughs> yeah. Man, I don't know. I don't really believe in Tampa anymore. Listen, it's possible. I mean, they're still a damn good team, and they still have a great trio up front and on the back end, and a good goalie. So, let's say. Next series we have is Washington Islanders. Washington blew a 2 nothing lead. Islanders won game one. I honestly see the Islanders taking this one. I, Washington just looks old to me. I really don't have a fear of the Capitals. And honestly, Ovechkin has not looked very... He hasn't really looked good in the playoffs thus far, if I'm being honest. He's been okay. Yeah, yeah the Islanders are the X Factor in this series just because Barry Trotz knows how the Capitals play. He knows, like, all those players' weaknesses. Yes. So, like, Islanders might take this one, I think. Yeah, And, and I agree, and... Washington looks old. They look old and slow. And that's sometimes yeah. what happens when you just have, like, these big, heavy physical teams. They used to be really skilled, too, and be able to score a bunch. But they're starting to slow down now. And I'll tell you what, though, TJ Oshie had a game. He played really well game one. Well, I just see Washington, and I see, like, how poor Spurden Holpe looks. Man, he's burning money, too. And Nick Backstrom is burning money which is not something I would have predicted. And I think Backstrom's the one they're going to re-sign. I remember saying this early in February that I thought Backstrom over Holpe was an easy choice. It might be tougher now. Backstrom does not look good anymore. Well, Backstrom, got, not Backstrom got knocked out of the game. Yeah, and he is just not the same player. I'm sorry. He's just not. I will not listen to this sacrilege of one of my favorite centers in the game. I have absolutely no vendetta. I like Nicholas Backstrom. I have no vendetta against the Capitals. I like Ovi. I just don't think they look very good right now. Anyways, next series. All right, next series is Boston, Carolina. Boston won in double overtime. Yeah, I mean, this is the problem with Carolina. They got to get through Boston first. And I don't know if they're going to have a ton of trouble, but Boston is playoff bread. I don't love the Bruins, but <laughs> they have that one damn line. And that's all you really need. Yeah, but I think Carolina has the ability to shut down that line. And as we saw in the round robin, no matter how like insignificant those games might have been, if you just shut down that top line, they can't do anything. Yeah, I, I mean it's it's two good coaches too. I mean Cassidy is a good coach, as is um you know Rod the Bod. Well, we'll mm-hmm. definitely see. I don't know if I have a specific pick for this series. It can go either way. I'd probably still go Carolina just because I think they're better. But Boston's Boston, you know. Yep. Who else we got? All right, so we're done with the East. Now in the West, okay. we have Vegas, Chicago. Vegas won pretty handily game one. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I think Chicago, hey, they overachieved. They overachieved and they got here. Anything else they do from this point on, it's whether it's a game or they win the series, whatever it is, that's gravy. However, I said that a lot today. I think <laughs> Vegas has this one pretty much wrapped up. Yeah, same. Uh, Good for the Blackhawks for trying, though. Yeah. I mean, hey, I always love watching Taves and Kane in the playoffs, so I mean, 
Yeah, it's just, it's honestly, it seems, like I said, anything can happen, but Vegas looks like they've pretty much got this. They look pretty comfortable. Yeah, Vegas is probably my pick from the West to make it to the Cup. Yeah, I think mine too, honestly, but uh, move on to the next series. All right, next one's Colorado, Arizona. Arizona hung tough pretty long until like midway through the third, and then they just fell apart. Yeah, I listen, if, if they didn't play Colorado, I would have Arizona going up to the cup probably man the, it's a tough matchup for both teams because again colorado could just as easily be the favorite in the west i think they should be and i think they're the feel-good team i wouldn't mind seeing mckinnon win the cup however arizona plays that kind of scrappier style and they're a little bit better to play and i think talk is a good coach better than benders and uh, i think they're going to end up wearing down colorado to the point where neither team regardless who they draw in the next round is going to do all that well yeah, arizona's going to tire out yeah, because, like, with Arizona, like, they have arguably the best goalie in the playoffs right now. I mean, just from, like, a, like, just, like, yeah. how well they, he's, he's been played playing. so like, far. Kemper's played, like, he's faced, like, 40 shots every single game he's played. Yeah. And he's just looked lights out for most of them. Yeah, so it, it'll be tough to see. I think Colorado still has this one, but if they let Arizona take advantage of them, they're going to be in for a rude awakening in the next series. Yeah, because Colorado's... Probably going to have to play Vegas next. And that's where it falls. I think whatever team has to play Vegas is in tough. Who else you got? All right, next one is Dallas-Calgary. Ben Bishop didn't play game one. Apparently he's out. He's, like, injured or something. And Calgary obviously won that one. It was a little close, though, 3-2. to two. Yeah. I don't like Calgary. I don't think they're a very good team. I think they're really a sheep in wolves clothing, and I really don't see them doing very well going forward. Not a big believer, and I don't think they should have made it out of the first round, if I'm being honest, or whatever you want to call it. They got a little lucky with injuries, but Dallas is a different kind of team, with or without Ben Bishop. I kind of have to disagree with you there. Dallas, honestly, I don't even think is that strong of a team to begin with. I mean, they really get carried by Ben Bishop and that defense, because their forwards just, their their forwards suck. Like, Jamie Ben has played like shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jamie Benn is terrible now. Like, He's like, just not a good player. Like, he, he, just, he, just, he has been playing good for the past two seasons, it feels like. I feel like he only played good for two seasons in general. I mean, the rest of his career is pretty much similar to what he's doing now. Statistically, I'm not wrong. If you look at his statistics, they're really in line with how he's played. Yeah, his last he might week, just be... I think his peak was 2014, and then it's like, I think that was the year he won the Rocket Richard, and then after that, it was just... Yeah, he might just be a really skilled grinder. Yeah, that's not a, yeah, that's not a good thing. Not when you get paid ten million or whatever he's making. Yeah, like Tyler Sagan hasn't played good. Radulov has been terrible the whole year. Like really, like their best player looked like Joe Pavelski, which is not good because yeah. Joe Pavelski is thirty six. Yeah, that, that is, or he'll that, be thirty six. Yeah, that's not good. I don't think Dallas is going to get through Calgary. Like I, I just don't see it. They just, I don't think they have any modicum of firepower. We'll, we'll definitely see who else we got in the last right, year. Last I know one, I'm missing a team. Last one is St. Louis, Vancouver, and Vancouver won last night. I f- forget the score. Yeah, I don't really like St. Louis here. I just don't see it. I mean, they, listen, they can just easily win the cup, and I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. But honestly, St. Louis, Vancouver scares me more. Yeah, St. Louis, they just, uh, they're kind of like the equivalent of the Boston Bruins slash Rodney Capitals of the West. They play heavy and they play fast, but Vancouver just looked faster. 
Yeah, I mean, St. Louis just looks slow, <laughs> I'm being honest. Yeah, like, Vancouver's faster and they're younger, and I think that might help them out against the Blues. And also, Bennington didn't look that good in Game 1. I don't know if Bennington's really that good of a goalie. I mean, he had a great season. He's a good goalie. He might not be as good as we thought he was, though. That's okay. You don't need to be incredible, but he needs to play better. So, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much it for first round series so far who do you think's going to make the east and west conference finals i mean i don't know how the seeding would have to shake out i think philly carolina and probably actually, actually yeah i'm looking at this and that could that actually might happen yeah i'm thinking philly carolina and okay. i'm thinking maybe man i'm gonna take a shot and go vancouver arizona that could actually happen too yeah that's what i'm thinking i'm thinking tampa bay carolina and Vegas, Vancouver. That's fair. Yeah, Vancouver's a little fan favorite too. I'm glad. A little bit of a wagon. How are you? All right, do you want to move on to the big thing before we depart today? Sure. Fuck the New York Rangers. Wow. Did you see the uh, weighted ball? I did. The and <laughs> So let me give you some background about how that day went for me. I was writing an article at the moment when the lottery was happening. I had I was just about finished... I was proofreading it for the site. I had one more team to add to that article. And the article was going to be about what each team needed for the Lafreniere lottery, how Lafreniere would impact their top six, and how winning the lottery would help them. The team that I was finishing up on was the New York Rangers. (laughs) They were the second last team I had to add, and I was putting them in. And I took a second, walked away, I texted you. I was like, who won the lottery? Because I didn't see it. And you said the New York Rangers. They don't need Lafreniere. They do not need another left wing. And there's an article I saw today. I don't know if it was Wyshynski who wrote it or if it was Sean Gentile or whoever the hell it was that wrote it. There's an article saying, and I quote, there's a plausible factor that the Rangers could trade that pick. And I honestly don't, I don't see it happening, but it's not that far-fetched. They have so many left wingers. They don't need it. What they need is a center or defense. We'll see. Who knows? Uh, maybe, who knows? Maybe they trade with the Kings. And uh, I see Lafreniere being really good. Um, Lafreniere and Capo Caco scares me a lot. Lafreniere, um, Caco, Zabanejad. With Leah Sanderson as well coming up to the ranks. Yeah, that's, um, that's a spooky first line. Or Vitaly Kra. It's like Krasov. you can throw Panarin on the, that first line. It's Panarin, like, yeah. yeah. I mean. Yeah, that's a tough. That's a tough game. Yeah, Rangers are gonna get quick in a hurry. Yeah, it's, it's a shame are. Lundqvist isn't five years younger. Oh no, Lundqvist won't want a cup. We'll ever avoid do. Cry. The Rangers only had like three good years, and that was like so, twenty thirteen through fifteen. So that's the lottery. So that's where I'm at with that. You're just sad Pittsburgh they didn't get another franchise guy. Yeah, you're damn right I am. Well, listen. I've done some looking ahead, and I'm okay with who I got, so that's, that's all that matters to me. Yeah. Well, what do you think? Should we wrap it up there? Yeah. All right. Well, we will. what we'll do is, I think I said this at the beginning of the playoffs, I said we would kind of, after the play-in rounds, we would wrap it until the end of the first round. So what we'll do is, we won't give you a hard timetable for the next show. Whenever the first round wraps, we will be back. That might be next week. It'll probably be the week after, though. Once all the games have been played, all the teams are in, and then we'll go from there, and that's how we'll do it going forward. And then, just an idea of where we're at, Parker, when is the NHL draft? It's tentatively scheduled for October 9th or 10th. 
Okay. So the cup will most likely be awarded before then, right? Yeah, the game is yeah. going to go into September. Yeah. So what we'll do is, going forward, we'll take a break mid-round. We'll wait till all the games are played. So this will go for the first round. The It'll be the conference finals, right? It'll be first round, second round, conference finals, then. Okay. So, uh, yeah, after each round, we'll take a little bit of a break, wait till the games are played. And then, uh, assuming, this is getting a little bit ahead of ourselves, but just to kind of plan out, assuming that, you know, the cup ends and we have, like, a two- or three-week span, We'll take that off, and then we'll get the draft coverage the week before. So that'll be our schedule. It's going to be a little bit soft going forward, but it's easier on us. And honestly, I'd rather just get the games in so we can kind of talk about the series as a whole as instead of just predicting randomly, you know? And also can help because uh, I start school next week. So so do I. Yep. <laughs> so we'll be going back. We had a lot of content this summer. As we come to a slight hiatus, because like I said, we'll record after the series ends, I want to thank you all for listening during our coronavirus summer. Uh, as things slowly trickle back to normal, so will sports. We had a tough go of it for a while there. We hope that everybody was able to stay safe, and we thank you all for listening, obviously, throughout the whole thing. Especially to our little game show we did. We want to bring that back sometime around the holidays, probably. And, um, yeah, we had a really good time recording. A lot of stuff happened, and we're glad that you are all here to listen. So, we're going to wrap it there for today. And then just keep an eye on the website because we'll try to get some more articles out there too. Well, we'll wrap it there. We'll see you all when the first round of playoffs ends. And then uh, we'll go from there with hockey as well.